from over the internet and into your MP3 player. This is That Gay Podcast. And with that introduction from Ben Patrick Johnson, this is That Gay Podcast. We're recording this on Mother's Day weekend, and boy, there's some mothers up in here. Let's take roll. I'm Jeff. Hey, I'm Troy. Hey, I'm Matt. I'm Chris. And uh, Jacob's joining the party. Jacob, welcome aboard, good sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, Matt, you had a story to share uh, to start off this week, right? So, yeah, I was uh, helping out with a casino night that my running group was attending. And uh, while I was uh, dealing out chips and stuff there, uh, this one guy, he was openly flirting with me. And I guess I was openly flirting back. No big deal, right? A couple of days later, I get on Facebook and I found out that he had messaged me on there. So he must have Facebook stalked me. And uh, so we started chatting. And then after I added him as a Facebook friend, I found out he had a boyfriend. So my instinct was to back away slowly. But he kept on like openly flirting with me while we were chatting. So I thought, okay, well, maybe his Facebook's out of date or something. So he said uh, something along the lines of, you're very cute. And I said, you're very charming, but you're also taken. And he's like, yeah, but we're in an open relationship. So this is kind of my group therapy session right now. So opinions on how to proceed from here. I don't know if there's necessarily a correct way to move forward with this without actually discussing it with the other man involved in the relationship, I guess. And that I agree with. And the thing that makes it awkward is he said he's in like an open relationship, but his boyfriend is like in China or something. He's like, he's coming back in May for a wedding and then he'll be back in July for for permanent. And I'm like, oh, I don't really want to get involved in this. (laughs) Well, I think, uh, first of all, the first, the first whole first deal is if you're not comfortable getting involved with somebody, then all you have to do is just continue to back away slowly and say, look, I get that you and your boyfriend have an arrangement and that's cool for you. I'm just not comfortable with it. And that's all you need to do. Now, every relationship defines itself differently. The people in it are free to have whatever rules or ground rules that they want over the course of the relationship. And if one of the partners is in another country, then that's not an uncommon arrangement. Right. And I agree with that. And I respect him for that. I don't want to be in that predicament where either he doesn't tell his boyfriend or, you know, I don't want to take a chance at this point, I don't think. And I can respect that. I've actually been in a position like yours. The guy and I met on Grinder as one does, and we were chit-chatting for a while, and we end up going out, and he and he points out that he's in an open relationship. And I'm like, okay, we go about basically the hookup and leave it be. And then he continues to talk to me, and I'm like, so does your boyfriend know that we met? And he said, no, that's not exactly how the open relationship works. And I'm like, no, that's how it should And so I found the guy and got a hold of him. And I'm like, look, this happened. I don't know what your guys' logistics are. And if I just completely ruined it, I'm sorry. But I'm not comfortable with this. And then he blamed me for their relationship problems. And then they both blocked me. So, I mean, you had a very peculiar line with open relationships if the communication isn't there. (laughs) Right. And I know some couples are, they have their stipulations where... It's cool if you want to sleep with somebody. I don't need to know about it. But at the same time, I I feel like that's kind of legitimizing, like, like cheating. That's not cheating if you've made an agreement to be open about it. I've done relationships 
open and close successfully, and, and some of them do. Sometimes I did want to know, and sometimes I didn't want to know, and it's a jealousy thing, I think, because it just creates uh, this feeling inside that you don't like. You know, like you're willing to do it for whatever reason. Maybe you want to use it. Maybe you're not meeting something for your partner, or they're not getting something, and you want to stay with them. Does being in an open relationship mean that you're cheating? No. And I'm not saying that being in an open relationship is cheating. If the communication is there in some way, shape, or form, yes, it's not cheating. Well, what if they've communicated that they just don't want to hear about it? You know, that was one of the relationships I had for four years was we don't tell each other at all, like, what we're doing. But we are safe, and you don't see the same person more than once. So those right. are the three rules that we had. Okay. But at least, but the, the thing is, at least you guys had rules set in place there. And I think that's kind right. of, you know, the best way yeah. to do that. I mean, if you're going to do that, at least you have it set up so that you have boundaries that you're agreeing to. And that can right. be crossed, that, you know, if, there's, if they're crossed, then you know that there's something wrong. I think if I was going to do it again now, though, I would, I would actually flip the rule. I would want to know every single time because I found out that knowing who the person was ended up saving me from that jealous feeling inside in your mind that you, they're hooking up with like the best possible person, probably, if you don't know who it is. And they see the person, I'm like, oh, you chose him? Oh, well, he'd never be with him. Just, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the thing I would change now. Well, I mean, one thing I wanted but, to ask uh, you, the relationship you're in now, and, and, we are, and you are engaged, is a uh, monogamous relationship. Was there a particular reason why you decided to go that route with this one, or was it just how it ended up? I didn't want to deal with the jealousy anymore, and frankly, I'm lazy. I don't want to... <laughs> I, I, I like to think about other guys, but when I see them, and like they actually show interest in me, then I'm like, oh, shit, now, now, now I gotta perform, I gotta like, go and like do this, and, like, and I have to like wonder if things are gonna go right, and I, to me, I would rather just be with Albert because there's no jealousy. That's what he wants too, which is which is great. And I just am lazy. I don't want to like spend hours on Grinder. And I, I really do love Albert. And the idea of sleeping with somebody else is entertaining until it actually comes about. It's a weird feeling, and I hope that everybody at one point in their life feels that for somebody. Is that weird? No, that's that's ab- that is not weird at all. I mean, I'm I definitely agree with you. I'm not engaged yet. Yeah. I'm fingers crossed on this one, but um, in my heart, I know I could never do it. I at least like to hope he's the same. I can't read his mind like I wish I could sometimes, but I get uncomfortable at the idea of other guys getting a little bit frisky. I look, but I don't get quite as excited. I mean, I got a man. I love looking, but when it actually comes to the point where something can actually happen, that's when I realize that I don't really want it. So there's no right or wrong way to be. I think that, that you can have either, but it has to be a choice that both people make of their own free will uh, before somebody decides this is going to be open or closed. You, you should talk about it early. Let's say I meet somebody on Grinder and they're in a rela- open relationship. Should I be worried that I'm going to be ruining something, that this is somebody who's cheating on them, or that I'm just going to screw things up, or should I just go, eh? I do have something. From when, I, when I was single, I actually got props, not to toot my own horn, but depending on the kind of open relationship, I've, I've, I've come with a couple that are open, but they only play together, and it's important to not show favorites. Like, this couple have been together for many years, and they had one bad open relationship where the guy was obviously into one of them, but not the other, and so that caused problems in the relationship. And sure, you get to leave after this ex, but they still got to stay there. So I came in, I, I liked one guy way better than the other, but I didn't show it at all. And they came back years later, and they said, oh my god, you were like the best thing ever. You you guys, you like fixed our relationship, like you helped us like be comfortable again. And then they tried to ask again, like, well, which one did you like? I'm like, I'm not going to tell you which one I like more. You gotta make sure that you're fair. Now, sometimes people will say they're in an open relationship when they just want to cheat, but that's not fair. So, what are you gonna go and do 
like go back and check. So right. I will say that my sense from people I've talked to is that it, and I would agree with with Jacob. I don't think it's the job of the um, what's a what's a good term for the trick e I suppose uh, to to vet the communication in the relationship. Let's, like let's call him the third wheel. Fine, fine. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, the it's it's not the third wheel's job to vet the the success of the communication in the relationship. Uh, you know, if the person is putting themselves out there on whatever platform it is, they're you know they're looking, and as Jacob points out, I think correctly, if it's not going to be uh, you, it's going to be somebody else. And and ultimately, it comes down to kind of what we talked about at the beginning. If it's not something you're comfortable with, then don't do it. Yeah. You know, I get that yeah. you have this relationship. I get that you guys have worked it out. I think that's great. It's not my position to tell you if that's good or bad because only you guys can make those rules for yourselves. For me, I'm not cool with it. So, namaste. There's also, what, what about uh, throuples? Have you ever seen those? Um, personally, I don't know if I could do one. My jealousy would kick in pretty quick. Like, it's it's an entertaining thought. Like, I've joked around with Andy before about, like, the potential for a three-way, and I'm like, and then it actually occurs to me that in the situation, there's no way I'd be able to do anything. I'd be so, like, consumed with jealousy. I think having one boyfriend's uh, enough trouble. I don't want to have two. That's just too much, too many people to, like, please. Although I was lucky enough to be invited into a throuple for a, a one spring break, I think it was 2011, and it lasted. It was, it was great. It was, and somehow that, that whole chemistry worked. Some of the best sex I've had has been with couples that are in open relationships because you're going to be the star and both of them focus on you. So it's it's like, really, it's, it's pretty awesome. Oh, we could just do another hour of stories of Jacob's mm. sex life. This is great. <laughs> I could go get my little list from downstairs. <laughs> I'll not so little anymore, but... <laughs> <laughs> All righty, so RuPaul's Drag Race. Girl, we are. We're almost. We're almost to the end. We're at the. We're at the final three now. After a, uh, uh, after an interesting final episode with lots and lots of costume changes and makeup changes and uh, and a surprise cameo and a surprise cameo. That's right. (laughs) So we start out this episode with the four remaining queens wandering in, kind of missing. Poor Derek. Yeah, no, they're dropped- not. Come on, they're they, not. They missed her a little bit. They all walk in the next day in face and hair, but robes, and they're all just kind of like Rue told us to show up, ha- like pretty much ready to throw on whatever and go. There's Rue standing with a music video director as they explain they're going to film the realness. It's divided up into three sections. One section where they're laying on top of like this black box on a black backdrop, so it looks like they're floating, and they have all of this like chiffon fabric that looks beautiful, and they're being all graceful or trying to be graceful as Kim Chi falls off the platform. Queen down! Um, queen down! She has fallen the most in Drag Race history, basically. It's true. The second part, they have avant-garde looks, which Chi-Chi doesn't know what avant-garde means. Kim Chi was a very neon parrot, basically, is how I want to describe it. She looked good, but it was Crazy. it was insane. Yes, Naomi was on point. Yes. She had, like, thigh-high white leather boots with, like, this dark blue latex. It was on point. And poor Chi-Chi in her, I want to say again, latex, her latex netting dress 
poor girl. For the dancing queen, she kept stepping on it. Getting and her then, heel stuck, yeah. Oh yeah, she kept getting her heel stuck, and it's like, Chi-Chi, girl, for real? And then the third scene, they are lip-syncing in front of a mirror, but I was like, this is kind of cool, and it's a really cool... Um, video that they're putting together. The really buff director. I, I like liked him. Like he should be filming a porn, right? Basically. And he's like saying, good job, guys. Everything's done. And in comes our beautiful cameo, Bianca Del Rio. <laughs> <laughs> and she she like immediately drops into her normal Bianca-isms. She's like, excuse me, excuse me, coming through. New Yorker. And then she immediately says that Tyra Sanchez looks bad looking at Bob. <laughs> and then says that Jinx got a tan looking at Naomi. <laughs> and it's like, oh, this is the season eight cast. And then storms off. And I'm like, Bianca. I loved it. I loved everything about it. And then we roll over into their best drag runway. I thought it was actually a pretty even split. Two of them were really good. Two of them I'm kind of like, really, girl? Yeah. The last runway. Yeah. We'll start with Bob, who disappointed me. She wore a kind of bedazzled suit jacket and tights. It's like if your administrative assistant was dressed to go out to a party after work. For Bob, it was glamorous, but it wasn't really glamour on the kind of drag race scale. And it kind of hit the same note for me with Chi-Chi, who wore a very beautiful pink sequin dress or a very beautiful pink dress with all these stones on it it was basic 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 and her pageant queen hair was not and it was like basic pageant queen hair was not saving her then we come down to kimchi i can't even fathom how beautiful that piece was on her it was a feathered like i i just i get excited and speechless when i think about it it was was beautiful so much to it absolutely then we get naomi i don't want to say it was like bland because it was very well thought out i looked at it and it fit her great she rocked it and then i'm like it has no sparkle this um pantsuit with nothing to really draw you in besides just how good she looks in it. She demanded attention with it. Yeah, it was it didn't have a lot of bling, but that was clearly a choice on her part. She doesn't need super obnoxious sparkles to rock a runway and I'm like good for you. Then Rue asked two questions. Um one of them was the here's a picture of you as a little kid, what would you tell yourself? And the only one that stood out to me was kimchi. You know that you're different. Don't consider harming yourself. Don't consider ending it. Just be ready to embrace the people who will love you for everything that you are. And I'm like, kimchi, this is why I love you. Come here. I just want a hug. And then in the like kind of offbeat, like make a joke to lighten the mood thing. She's like, oh, and get yourself into a dance class as soon as you can. And I'm like, good yeah. for you. <laughs> she was the one who really gave some advice that could actually help a kid now to do something better with their life or not to not to feel so sad. Whereas it felt like most of the others, you know, they gave a cliche or in Naomi's case, I'm not sure what kind of advice that was. It was just more pandering to her own image of like, I'm so great. She had a good childhood, though. I think that's the difference, is that oh, she, yeah. her parents accepted her, so she really had nothing set to cry about. So that was kind of hard for her to draw something. Like, what should I tell you? Right. Right. I didn't tell you anything. Everything was fine from the beginning. Kim Cheese stood out to me the same way Pearls did last season. Mm-hmm. Because it's the stuff that we've all thought, or at least a majority of us have, because we have all gone through stuff. And so I'm like, this is why I like you. Then the last part of this super long runway, because that's basically all they do in this finale episode, they have to give the speech of why they deserve the crown over their competitors. 
And again, to me, it was kind of lackluster. I didn't really feel moved by any of them. And I guess it's because I had kind of high standards going into this. I was like, you guys are going to be fantastic. You guys are going to be wonderful. And none of them really took me there. So the judges deliberate and they all kind of agree that, that they all kind of deserve it a little bit. And Rue even makes the joke, you guys have been literally no help. And so they get into the lip sync, which after last year's finale lip sync fiasco, I was kind of hoping for a really good one. And I got exactly what I was looking for. And the part about the lip sync that I love the most was how happy and excited Rue was during it. Like you could tell she was having fun. So then I guess the last thing that really happened was poor Chi-Chi Devane was sent home. Chi-Chi still has some work to do. Her looks are still a little bit busted, but... With the, with what, no, but with what she's got, what, what she's gotten from the show in terms of confidence, yes. of, of, of being able to kind of embrace uh, her, who she is, she's either going to go to New Orleans and own that town, or she's going to go to Atlanta and own that town. You know, I keep I keep thinking back to Chi-Chi Devane in Snatch Game where she pulled that Eartha Kid impression out that was so good and so unexpectedly great, actually, in parts. And then with, with Naomi, you know, obviously she has an eye. And her. I think the, the transformation Wizard of Oz challenge was clearly a standout for her. But do you remember the conversation in the workroom between Naomi and Derek? Before on the episode when Derek went home, yes, and everybody's talking about Derek's look and what's the you know with the with the makeup and you're just doing your own eyebrows and you're not creating whatever. And Derek thinks everybody's coming for him, and Naomi's like, "Look, no, it's it, it, we're not doing that at all. Has no one ever had this conversation with you?" And uh, and Derek is like, "Well, this is my drag," and Naomi's like, "No, it's your look." It's not drag. Female impersonation isn't drag. And that demonstrates a level of knowledge about the form that I would not have expected from someone as young as she is. Our final three are Miss Bob the Drag Queen, Miss Kim Chi, and Miss Naomi Smalls. May the best queen win. Do we uh, want to pick who we think our favorites are, our personal favorites? Do we do that? <laughs> Chris, what do you think? I'm still rocking kimchi. Bob is going to, if it's not Kim, it's going to be Bob. If Bob wins, I won't be mad at it. But here are the two reasons I don't think Bob is going to win. The first reason is he is certainly a a great performer. He strategically has played the game better than than anybody else who has ever been on the show in eight seasons. He has actually figured out how to play the game and get in people's heads and throw them off. And that's really skillful, and it shows he's really smart. But first of all, his looks aren't great. He's a performance queen. He's not a look queen. And for, that's one reason Bob is not going to win. The yeah. other reason Bob is not going to win is Bianca Del Rio. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we yeah. just Two seasons ago, we just had maybe the best performance queen in Drag Race history win the whole thing. Bob, as good as he is, is not Bianca. And it's so close to Bianca that I don't think he's going to win for that reason because there's too yeah. many sort of unfavorable comparisons that can be made. And Naomi will be there to hold the third place sash. Naomi. <laughs> um, well, all right. Well, wrapping up with weekly obsessions, uh, who's going to start the table this time? I was just perusing Facebook today, and I found out that Justin Timberlake released a new song today. It's really good. And 
It has been stuck in my brain since like noon. And it's called Can't Stop the Feeling. It's it's very much the catchy summertime tune yep. that's going to be put out basically the next three months. And I love it so much. I love Justin Timberlake sending all of the happy vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. It's really good. Mm. Have we talked about Ab, uh, AdFab yet? No. So when I was a uh, an emerging uh, gay boy in the early 90s, uh, I discovered on Comedy Central a television show that really spoke, I think, to my uh, feelings about pop culture and fashion and the media. I think that the those first 12 episodes from the first two series of the show were like some of the best episodic TV comedy I've ever seen. Finally, Jennifer Saunders, who plays currently clueless publicist Adina Monsoon and also created and wrote all of the episodes of the show, has finally written a movie and the trailer came out uh, last week. And it's had me and my friends laughing like nonstop. It's so much better than I could have ever hoped for. It's going to be terrific. I, it's coming out this summer, and I'm trying to figure out how early I can line up without looking completely desperate. <laughs> now, darling, you the only way you can line up is if you look thin and, and gorgeous. gorgeous. <laughs> Inside me is a fat person screaming, get out. Just the one, dear. Oh, God. <laughs> the movie looks way better than I thought. It, I was worried that it was going to be like, like the Sex in the City movies? I was about to say, it looks better than than, one, than those. Uh, Jacob, what are you obsessed with this week, sir? I, I've been thinking, but like everything I have that I'm obsessed with this week are like probably old news to everyone else. Like I'm obsessed um, milky, like that, like that Japanese ice cream, Mo- mochi, or mochi, or mochi. I'm not even trying to pronounce it. It's like these like little ice cream balls, and I just can't stop getting it up. It's getting hotter and hotter, and it's like perfect for when you don't want like to have like a lot of ice cream, but just like a little bit. And you like don't want it to melt all over you. It's like in a nice little like casing. If you like this, take it. You can juggle them, and they sell it at Costco, and I'm sure they sell it plenty of other places. But I'm just in love with this mochi. What kind did you get? Well, we got the Neapolitan kind, so it's like vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry. Not all in one, but you get you pick the ball that you want, and you just like eat it. I'm like the size of a testicle. I was gonna say that is that sounds like a great night to me. I get to pick which flavor <laughs> ball I put in my mouth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also obsessed with roasting, and if you're in the Seattle area, come watch me be a comedian, which I'm pretty funny. If I, you know, when I grew up, I said I wanted to be a comedian, and nobody's laughing now, are they? (laughs) No, isn't isn't that the problem? I see what you did there. (laughs) All right, so so it's at Neighbors, May 15th. It's the roast of Lady Chablis, uh, lady with an I-E, because she was served a cease and desist order by the real Lady Chablis. So it's Lady Chablis oh. here in Seattle. And we are roasting her for the United Way of Genesee County. So if you've heard of this little place called Flint, Michigan, where everyone's drinking lead, Lady Chablis finally agreed to be roasted when she saw this poor kid who had all these plans in life and all the things he wanted to do, and he drank this water. And now he doesn't get to be this football star. He doesn't get to go to college. Like, whatever happened to him, it was so bad that it's changed his life in a whole new direction and not for the better. And, and so should we agree to be roasted so that we can do something for these people? And tickets are available on Brown Paper Ticket. And the tickets are $20. Uh, but then again, it's for a good cause. And none of the proceeds go to us. Like, I've been working on this. My roommate and a couple of the people that are coming over right now, actually, as we speak, we're having a, a roaster meeting to make sure our shit is funny. 
Uh, nobody gets any money from this uh, except for the United Way. Uh, this is this is great. I, I am actually going to donate because, in addition to being a fan of uh, of comedy and a fan of your MC BB Zahara Benet. Oh yes, of course. Oh yeah, Cameroon. I forgot about that. Yeah, we have the, the number one. We have the Kelly Clarkson of drag queens. Yeah, indeed. Uh, but I also am a native of Flint, Michigan, and the situation in Flint is super, super close to my heart. Uh, my whole family's from there, and I have a number of friends who are still there. So uh, I'm going to be donating uh, tonight before I go to bed. Oh, excellent. Thank you so much. Wow, and thank you very much for sharing that with us, Jacob. Uh, we appreciate you coming on our show this week. Yeah, I, 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 it was so much more fun than I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite sure how to take that, but I all know, right. Well, you are. Well, I'm so hurt. I was going to say, that, that comedy thing's not working out too well right now. So. Apparently, hey, Chris, I, it sounds like the library might be open. Oh, <laughs> oh is it now? <laughs> oh, dear. All right, boys, you want to do this again next week? Sure. Absolutely. All right, well, we'll do this again next week. Until then, take care. Deuces. Right. Later. This is Ben Patrick Johnson for That Gay Podcast, a presentation of Attuned Productions.